This is Ron Moss Ministries. I uh, was fortunate enough uh, earlier today to be on a radio broadcast, uh, 95.3. We were talking about COVID-19 and some other things, and I wanted to share that with you today. So I'm going to go a little bit over my podcast today because I want to share uh, this uh, broadcast with you today, okay? So just sit tight here as I get started. And you want to tune in to Community Connection here with Just Jeannie. Here with me today is Ron Moss, my guest. How are you, Mr. Moss? Great, great. How are you? I'm doing well. Wonderful. Thank in you. In spite of all this trending topic we have going on around the world, we're going to talk about the coronavirus. Okay, Mr. Moss, let's get some of your intake on this conspiracy theories we have going on. You know, I heard in some cases, you know, about the coronavirus, some reports are saying that they believe the pandemic is a host perpetrated by the Democratic Party oh, to, poli- <laughs> to the political wow. damage President Donald Trump. Oh, wow. Or that is a secret bioweapon unleashed on the U.S. by China. What do you think about that? Do you think, is this a I host think, or, the, I or what? I think that it is total nonsense. That's what I think it is. I think that at the end of the day, you know, you're going to always, historically, you're always going to have folk who are going to go against anything that's true or factual. And let's just say hypothetically, you know, because I've been kind of following the, the social media nonsense, too. Uh, and, and, and again, I'm not trying to take anything away from anybody. If you believe what you believe, then that's what you believe. But I try to you know, try to side on the, on factual stuff. And, and I just I'm at this point in life where I believe that all these folk at the CDC, all these folk that work at the government can't just be up to no good. I, I just can't believe that you can get that many people together to try to destroy the world. And, and let's just say hypothetically that all that everybody's saying is true, okay? The fact of the matter is, it's here. And so what we need to be trying to do is figure out a way to get rid of it. Absolutely. I agree with you. And, you know, what about the scammers that's on the rise? You know, some saying they selling medicine, juices, or anything they can come up with to make a profit. What do you think? You know, unfortunately, we have some vulnerable people in this world. Uh, again, historically, you know, you have people that folk will call you on the phone and tell you, hey, if you give me $5,000, I can give you 15000 and just I need I just need your account information. And unfortunately, you have people that are just that naive that do that. And so, you know, any time that and, and it's unfortunate because any time there's a tragedy that happens in our world or in our country, in our state or city, you're going to have some folk that look at that as an opportunity to profit. It's unfortunate, but it happens. And, you know, I, I'm just sitting here thinking about when tornadoes come to town, the first thing you got is people going and buy a bottle of water because instead of a bottle of water being a dollar, it's going to be $20 a bottle because they're going to kind of take advantage of the fact that somebody's going through something and they have a need for what you have. And so I just think that people need to side on caution. And I believe there's enough people in this world. I always believe that there's more good than bad. And so if you don't have a need uh, and you call the right people, if you can put your pride away and call the right people, you won't have to deal with scammers, you know. Yes, yes. And, you know, one thing I've been thinking about, you know, I'm trying to figure out why is the coronavirus being treated like HIV or AIDS virus, you know, although it's a virus anyone can get at any given time without any physical type 
of contact. You know, most HIV or AIDS is known to come from unprotected physical contact, blood transfusion, or open wounds. But, you know, the COVID-19 seems to be different and spreads more easily, easily, but it's being treated to some as if it's something to be ashamed of. Why do you think that is? What's going on with that? I don't know. I think that, you know, we're dealing with the unknown, and, and I think that's what's scary. And so on one hand, you know, you have these experts that I believe in. I, I believe that these folk are, are here for a reason, and thank God for them. And I want to give a shout-out right now to all the nurses and doctors and, yes. and people who are just, you know, almost giving their life mm-hmm. to, to help, you know, help people who are hurting, people who are suffering. You know, we thank God for you right now. We we put a hedge of protection around all of you right now that you're doing this great work, and I don't think you're getting all the accolades you need. But, you know, I, I believe that, unfortunately, because we're dealing with something that historically in our generation, you know, didn't see coming, didn't know was coming, and so we don't really have, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times we can have answers in a few days. You know, we can pinpoint stuff in a few days. But this virus has came and it's really had taken over in a way where no one knows. I mean, it's, it's uncertainty. Mm-hmm. There's a question mark, you know, everywhere. And, and and I don't know how to answer that because, you know, at, you know, when, when HIV and other viruses came on the scene, eventually you kind of found out a way. And I, and I believe that eventually these folk will find out what's how this originated and where it came from and, and how to stop it. But we're still in the, in the infancy stages of it right now. And so it's just a lot of uncertainty. And so, but what we have to do is believe based on the, the knowledge and the science of China and what happened there and other places or Japan or wherever it happened at, that, that, you know, when they shut down their city or shut down their, their town or whatever, uh, the, the virus seemed to subside. It didn't go away. But it subsided, so right. I think that we have to decide on the side of caution. So, what you think? What's taking South South Carolina so long to come to grips with what's going on? I just don't think that we're doing enough. Because I think that unfortunately, there, there's 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 a couple of dynamics that's going on. One is is lack of leadership. You know, unfortunately, and I say this all the time: before we were Republican, before we were Democrat, we were men and women. You know, all made in the same image and likeness of God. You know, it used to be a time when we all wanted to see the best in us and not the worst in us. But we've become a society of people that is full of so much hate and hatred that is, is you know, it's just the type of world we're living in. And so I think that, you know, we have a governor who plays to the fiddle of the president of the United States instead of plays to the fiddle of the people that he's supposed to be serving. And I believe if he did, then he would have, you know, dealt with this a little bit earlier. And, and, and Senator Graham, all of these leaders who we look to for leadership, who we look to to protect us, you know, they're, they're being, they're like puppets and, and they're playing into that. And until they stand up and be men and, and women who are leaders, until they stand up and look beyond the politics and look, be, look beyond party favors and, and look beyond positions in the future and just begin to do what's right, then, then it makes it harder for, for us to get a hold of this thing. And, and here it is now to me, we're in the fourth quarter with two minutes left and we're finally saying okay we need to do this yes exactly right but we're going to take a and you are tuned in to wypj community connection with just genie 
We're back with you with part two. I have the guest Ron Moss with here. We've been talking about the coronavirus um, conspiracy that's going on. We've been talking about the scammers um, associated with this and also the coronavirus being treated. You know, why is it being treated like HIV and AIDS? But right now we're about to get into why do you think, Mr. Moss? that people are just not taking it serious enough and thinking that it cannot happen to them. Why is that? Because unfortunately we, we are kind of people that we don't believe anything until it happened to us or someone close to us. You know, we just kind of, you know, kind of walk around thinking it just, it can't happen to me. And I think that, you know, there's a reality that's, 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 that's on the scene now that's, that's coming where people are believe, beginning to believe that, you know, if, if I don't know about something and you're telling me, you know, the, the possible ways that I can get this, then it's kind of making me think twice about it now. But I, I just believe and I, and I see it. I, I'm one of these folk now who are really weary about going into grocery stores and, and particularly when they're slam packed with people. And, and the grocery stores might be saying stay six feet away or whatever. But, you know, it's hard to do that. And and, and everybody is speaking about caution. But you have to be able, to me, to have options. And if you have grocery stores that are able to do curbside service and and are able to deliver, then why not go with that option if it's going to keep you away from potentially running into somebody that can be infected? And so I just believe that, unfortunately, you know, we tend to believe. And then, you know, not too long ago when the virus first came out, I can remember seeing this on social media, which I believe for some of us, we just need to cut it off for a while, that black people couldn't get the virus. You know, mm. you know, we can't get it. We, we, you know, which was the most dumbest thing that I had ever seen and heard in my life that let me and let me say this. I want to make sure everybody can hear me. So whatever you're doing, just listen to this. This virus does not discriminate. No, it does it not. It can affect anybody and everybody and you know at one point they kept saying if it was affecting older people but we're beginning to see now it affect babies Mm -hmm. it affect teenagers it affects adults it affects middle age it affects anybody it wants to attack and so that right there would make somebody think that hey you know what maybe i need to really look at this in a more serious way absolutely even attack the government Yes. Actors, actresses, musicians, black, white. (laughs) Preachers. Telling you. Yeah. This thing is something serious. Yes, yes. And it's getting our attention for some reason. I'm not going to get into all that. But tell me this. You know, should everyone wear protected or only the uh, gear or only the ones infected? You know, at first they were saying just for the ones infected. If you're healthy, you don't need to wear protection, well, such as masks. Um, what, what, but I, now I think they're saying something different now. Well, the information that I'm getting from the medical world, because I'm not an expert, and so smart people go and talk to smart people who are in the field mm-hmm. and, and know and can tell people like me and others what we should be doing. And the best advice that I got was uh, that you should act as though you have the virus already. And so if you have the virus already and you live in a home and you got kids and a family, then you need to be trying to protect yourself from them. 
that mean that you're, you've got gloves on, you're washing your hands consistently, you're doing all the things that the CDC is telling you that you need to do. When you leave your house, you got gloves, you got hand wipes, you got hand, you got all the essentials that you need. You got a mask if we can, you can find one to buy, and you have all the essentials that you need because you're thinking or you're believing that I already have it and I can be as healthy as I can be. Mm-hmm. But if I if I if I have that type of attitude, it's going to automatically make me be protective of myself and protective of the people that I encounter even though I'm trying to avoid encountering them. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I was in the store the other day and I saw someone I knew and they want to hug and shake. I'm like, no, we can't do that. You know, think, you know, I'm all right. I don't, okay, you may not, but you're going to respect me at the same time. Yeah, I was. Don't be ignorant of the fact you over there coughing and going on and all. No, get away from me. I had a situation. I was in the store a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, and went down a particular aisle, and a lady had on a mask, and uh, which I thought was smart. I, I actually looked at her and said, you know, I need to be doing that myself. And another lady that was in the aisle started to cough. And, uh, and she turned around and told the people, the, the us who was in the aisle, that, hey, y'all, I don't have it. I, I'm good. I, I don't have it. And the lady who had the mask on said, yeah, that's what they all say. Thank you. And, and so, again, I, I think the lady who had the mask was, was the one who were right. And we who didn't have a mask were wrong because you need to have preventative measures even if you don't have it, because at least that way you're, you're doing everything you can not to get it. And I think that that should be the way we should look at it. And uh, and I think if we practice that and, and practice that, you know, it, it, and this is a great idea to me. We, we have all this time at home, all this time at home where we can't really go anywhere. Most of us are confined to our homes, uh, particularly if you have kids, you're trying to figure out what to do with them. Not well. Why not create ways to be able to communicate to other people about having options of how we can take care of each other with this virus? What we need to do, and then share that information, and then maybe create a create a system, a neighborhood system, where we're checking on each other, making sure we stay protected, and and keep protective measures so no one else can get infected. Why, why don't we do this neighborhood by neighborhood? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that would probably be a great idea. Absolutely. Let's talk about. The churches, you know, a lot of churches, uh, your place of worship is, man, they are really, really being tested at this point. Um, what's your take on that? Boy, this is this is kind of sticky area here, uh, particularly when you're a local preacher and uh, not a pastor, but local preacher. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's two things here that we need to think about. Biblically, biblically, the God we serve is a God of order. And I, he's a God of order. Mm-hmm. And, and I said this the other day, and I'll say this again. I, I just refuse to believe that there's nobody at the CDC who are saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe they are. Uh, I believe that there are governor, governor, government officials who are saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. I believe there are health care workers and nurses who are saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. So I just believe that God has allowed those people to learn their skill and their, and their craft so they can help us. And, and so it's hard for me to believe that there are still pastors and leaders and preachers who are still having folk come to their church with all this information about how gathering in groups can hurt you. You know, and I mean, you know, I've heard people say, well, they need their money. They got tithes and they need to get their tithes and all that. So then it, it kind of 
you know, it's kind of like, well, where's our faith at? You know, we, we preach about faith. We, we preach about trusting and believing in God. We, we preach about he's going to make a way out of no way. We preach about that he's going to make everything all right. And so is that just words that we're really trying to say now? Or is it something that we believe? I believe that this virus is the best test that we've had lately based on our relationship with faith. You know, how many of us are really going to stand by our faith and believe that God is going to take care of us even through the midst of this storm? That's right. And then there's other precautions we can take because, yeah, faith is good. We got to have faith, but works without faith is dead. So, you know, we need to let the people know there are options that they can use because church is also a business. You know, bills got to go on regardless. So we, and I know a lot of people, I see a lot of posts and all that. People come in and say, well, the church is in you and you don't need a church. No, you still, because, you know, we are to supposed to gather together, worship among other believers, because that's where we get our strength from as well. So let's remember to wherever your place of worship is to sense, continue to send your tithe. That's also uh, a faith action right there. That's right. Because... Um, Bills gotta go, gotta be paid. But when all this thing get be over with, we gotta have a place to go and worship. Because I believe that's gonna be a great revival. Well, and I, and I think that it it all kind of seems to point back to leadership. You know, your under shepherd is your leader. Uh, your deacon board is your leadership. Your trustees are your leadership. And they're the ones who can simulate this information out there mm-hmm. to let members know this is what we need. No, we don't need to see you, right. but we need to get this information. We, we, we are lucky. This, this generation is so fortunate to have all these social media outlets that you can use to get the word out. And, and just in case you forgot about it, God is everywhere. He, he's not in a building. He doesn't have to be in a building. Uh, he doesn't have to be in the car where you pull up and have church side service. You can literally serve God and enjoy God right in the comfort of your home. Yes. And God has made it that way for all of us. And so I, I would hope that we would lean on the side of common sense. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I grew up with grandparents who didn't make it all the way to sixth grade or third grade education, but had master degrees in common sense. And I think that sometime we got to err on the side of good old fashioned common sense. If the CDC and others are telling us not to gather in groups and we know there's a potential to do that. You know, if I'm, if I come to a church parking lot, there's a good opportunity. I'm end up getting out of my car and I'm going to end up going and talk to one of my neighbor's cars and then they're going to get out that car. And next thing you know, we got a gathering going on. Why am I going to take a chance and do that if I don't have to? When I had, where God has created all these other outlets that I can use, and and we need to be mindful of that. You know, folks, whether you believe it or not, this is serious. This is real. Yes, it is. And we need to deal with it. Very real, very real. Well, we're about to wrap it up. So, um, Ron Moss, would you like to share any other information that um, be helpful to the community concerning this? COVID-19. My hope and my prayer is is that pastors and leaders uh, will step up and, and help push this safe agenda. Help let people know, let your membership know 
to stay home if they don't have to go anywhere. Uh, let folk know that, you know, that, hey, we're here for you. If you have seniors in your church, if you have people who are less fortunate in your church, you know, be a guidepost for them. Check on them. Call them. See if they need anything. You know, let's make sure that they're not suffering, that they have all the things that we need. I, I think this is a call for us to step up and be true men and women of God. You know, we walk around and we talk about it. Uh, we, we act like we're all about it. But then God, you know, I, I believe we serve a God that allows and authorizes. And he's allowed this to happen to us. He didn't make it happen. He allows it. God has no ill will intent for us. And so here we are. We're here now. And so the question is, what are we prepared to do? And my hope and prayer is, is that we can come together as men and women of God, black, white, red, brown, purple, Democrat, Republican, independent, and say, you know what, y'all, let's forget about all of that for right now. And let's be people who can love each other. And I believe if enough of us Loved enough, we can love this virus right right away from all of us and get back to business, not as usual, but better than it was before. All right. That was a word from Ron Moss. Thank you so much, Mr. Moss, for joining us again and always open to come and share your wisdom. We really, really, truly appreciate you. I appreciate that. Thank you. And you're tuned in to YPJ Community Connections with Just Jeannie. May God bless you. May heaven smile upon you. Oh, yeah. Peace.